0: We are in the series. Uh, thank you for bearing with me last week. Thank you for your encouragement that I had to, to kind of inter, interrupt the series where we're going uh, going through the book um, of Deuteronomy, but seeing it a little bit more in the Gospel of Mark um, on the Shema, here O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and strength. And uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, what does it mean? What does this mean for us in in real life? Um, And we know that Jesus has quoted from the book of Deuteronomy, and therefore that's why we go to the New Testament. And uh, for those of you who have got the Bibles uh, ready open your bibles to the gospel of mark chapter 12 verses 38 to 42 and uh, we can swing back and forth between that and deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 to 6. Um, in one sense we said um, through throughout the whole series that actually it is god who is summoning his people and the idea of hearing is to intentionally listen in order to respond with obedience. And this kind of of response of loving God is in the basis of the, the love that we have received from him. As the New Testament says is that we love him because he first loved us and yet jesus is being asked in mark chapter 12 and he says because again he wants to be put on the spot and we're going to deal with the the climax of this passage next week next week when we finish the series but but he's he's being approached from a, a scribe one of these guys who who know how to interpret the law and he says teacher what is the greatest commandment? Let's look at the Scriptures. One of the teachers of the religious law, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, was standing there listening to the discussion. He realized that Jesus has answered well, so he asked, sorry, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this, Shema Israel, hear Israel. The Lord our God is the one and the only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and your strength. And the second one is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandments are greater than these. May God's name be blessed and our hearts be nurtured through the public reading of his words. So here we come Lord Jesus, reveal yourself afresh to us through your Spirit. Give us ability and strength to concentrate and to pay attention to the things that you want us, Lord, to leave this gathering with and renew our soul today through the power of your Spirit. Feed us, Lord. Nurture us. Empower us. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, what we've got here is Jesus trying to explain to these guys what is the most important thing. And he has to draw from the Old Testament because in one sense that's where they're coming from. There were a lot of commandments and they needed to choose which was the most important thing. And Jesus comes to this place because he knows that out of this, out of the love for God derives, spreads any other thing. But he wants them to know, as much as Moses wanted them, the Israelites, to know, that before God requires them, the people, to love him, he tells the people who they are. And he tells his people how he has transformed them, how he has redeemed them, how he has healed them, how he has restored them. Remember, when I first started the series was the comparison between the name Jacob to Israel. He tells his people that they are at the center of his creative and redemptive plan. And then, the God who is God Almighty, who is so close and yet so far above us, is requiring this exclusive relationship, because he is a God who is full of integrity and character. And this is what Jesus is trying to say to these people. We talked about the, the, the love and what does that mean, you know, um, and then the last Sunday, I spoke a little bit about the quality of love. What does it look like to love God? And we started with loving God with the heart. And today we're going to be doing um, loving, the God, loving God with your soul and your strength. Now, I've had to squeeze two sermons into one. Don't worry, you're not going to be delayed, I promise that. Uh, But because of what happened last Sunday, I I want us to to be thinking a little bit that we're going to be doing two things here. But before we carry on, I want you to have a look at a, a Bible project video about the understanding of the soul. It'll do a better job than I would. Nefesh, the throat, the whole. Hey there! Movie. Thanks for watching this Bible project Word study video. We make lots of other. That is set for God's people. We need to, to remember here that this challenge is set for people who have been redeemed by God, who have experienced God's love. This is not just randomly for anybody. This is for the redeemed people of God. And you, you, you respond to this in the response of what you have received from God's love. So what does it mean to love God with all my soul? What does it mean to love God with all my existence? What does it mean to love God with all of myself? I've been putting some of the notes together this week about this. And the way that I understand it is that actually there is that element of energy, that element of skill sets and talents and ability. And when it talks about the whole life is that elements of all the years of your life. So how do I love God? with all my soul in the way that I express my focus, my energy, my talent, my abilities, my years? What does it mean for me to love the Lord with all my soul? We keep coming back to that question that Jesus asks Peter, Peter, do you love me? And he says, Lord, I do. But I realize that I'm not good at it. So if you're sitting here today and you're saying, well, I am not good at this. And perhaps this is such a big demand for us to say that we're going to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. What, what is it? It's a bit of what Ethan reminded us earlier on. Giving up everything. But it's, it's, it's that place where we realize that God's love for us is so big and this is our response. It's also realizing that actually I need help. I need help to love God with all my heart, with all my soul and all my strength. And the only person who can help me with this. It's that real person that has got that relationship with you. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he is the only one who has fulfilled this. He is the only one who has made this complete. He is the only one who has loved the the Lord himself with, with, with love that came from the heart, the soul, and the strength from everything. But also, it puts me to that place that actually, I need help. I need Jesus to be working into my life. So then my heart, my soul is tuned. And one of the things that the Jewish community has done for many, many years, even centuries, is by actually memorizing this and saying this during the day. And that when you, when you meditate in a Jewish context, you just don't sit and you do your, your meditation the normal way that is done in the kind of the Eastern religions. The meditation in Jewish context is that you say the words continuously through the day. It's that repetition of saying and turning those words into prayer and perhaps For those of you who are struggling to pray, perhaps this is something that you could do. When you tune your heart with what God has called us to, when he has summoned us to love him, and you say, I know who I was, I know who I am, I know the God that loves me, and I want to love the Lord Jesus with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. Because... If you and I are the redeemed, if you and I are the people that Jesus Christ has bought with a precious price and going to the cross and dying for us and calling us to, to be a church, the greatest news is that yes, we need help, but we just don't ask for help randomly because Jesus himself is in the process Of producing this in your life. This is the beauty of the gospel, that we're not just given a task to go and come back with results, but we're given something to love God with, so then we can respond to that with Jesus's help. And when Jesus was here on this earth, he said, I'll not leave you as orphans, I'll give you the Holy Spirit. So there is hope There is hope because this help does not depend on my strength. It depends on that provision that Jesus is daily giving to us. That Jesus himself is in the process of producing us. Producing us into this place of loving him. One of the challenges that i set for my christian walk is do i love jesus more this year than i loved him last year do i love jesus more now than i loved him when i first became a christian i want to set that challenge for you because again this is a searching question that brings us to that place of saying i need help And Jesus, make it possible that that process is is real for me to love you with all my energy, with all my everything that I have in, in talents, in everything that you've given me. And Jesus is able to. He is a savior. He is a helper. He's able to do this constantly. He's able to do this progressively and increasingly. So it's an amazing place for us as God's people to say, bring me to a greater love for my God. This is the summoning. This is what God's people are called to do. This is what it means to love him with all the heart and the soul. And we're gonna move on to what does it mean to love him with the strength now when we come to this word the english language only in this place in the bible has translated it as as strength but it's not the right translation the jewish word that is used here is the word meod and it means very it means much so when God created um, creation, and in six days, everything was good. And then on the last day was very good. It was ma'od good. And, and the, the idea of the muchness here is that whole yeah, the, 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 everything, the possessions, the capacity, Coming to the place of loving God, with all my heart, with all myself, and with all my capacity. And coming to realize that actually, Jesus, coming to realize that God deserves my everything. So when God is summoning his people to this relationship, he is, when the Bible places lo- loving God in the context of a command, it becomes, a, this is one of the commentators was saying, it becomes the galvanizing force, the strength for not only how we feel about God, the heart, but it inspires our thoughts about Him, mind, and stimulates our desires for Him, soul. Loving God motivates our every decision. And empowers our very lives. So, if God has got this love for us and He invites us, He summons us in this relationship to love Him, what do we do? We just go back to His love. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the prince of glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride. Where every realm of nature mine, my gift was still be far too small. Love so amazing, love so divine, demands my soul my life my all i promise i'm going to stop here richard is going to lead us into and the band into the last song and it's a song as the deer pants for the water so my soul longs after you and this is that opportunity that you and i have to say lord I totally want to commit to you today. This is an opportunity for you to understand where you've come from, to where you are, and you are in the presence of God Almighty who loves you. And you think that you cannot do it on your own? Great, because you can't. You need help, you need a Savior. And the Savior is making this process alive in you but we need to commit so in response to that song that last song let's respond that lord we want to commit you we want to love you with everything that we have with everything that we possess with everything that we are in response to the love that you've got for us. Help us, Lord. Rescue us. Save us. Continue to do that process well. You are an amazing God. You are a wonderful saviour. Lord, we say we love you today. In Jesus' name. Amen.